0: Welcome in this afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, this is Slow Your Roll, and we have, well, I mean, we're about 48 hours away from the NFL season at this point, so we got a whole bunch to talk about here. I mean, I feel like a lot of the time for the predictions and stuff is over. I mean, it's time to just get ready to watch the games. We're going to cover some Pat's talk, though. Uh, the NFL executive list came out. Very interesting place that they put Miami. We'll touch on that. Deshaun Watson, Red Sox, middling a little bit. Since we last did the show Not awful But the Yankees on the nose dive We'll talk some socks Also, and uh, plenty, of, plenty of little funny in uh, new segments for this show as, as, uh, as I said, we're just 48 hours from the NFL season away So, that's what we will cover here on Slow Your Roll But now, I'm going to turn it over to Jesse Caulfield Jesse, we're being jerks to each other today We have two things that we don't really know what we're going to say I have no idea what your rant is You have no idea some of the names I'm going to throw at you from one of our segments. So, uh, this was your decision. So, you go for it. You get this show started.
1: Yeah, I wanted your raw reaction to what I'm about to talk about. Um, And it is a controversial opinion, I know. It's not one that many people uh, in sports hold at all. But, um, Dom, something started. I mean, it started last week, but it really started this week. Uh, Are you starting to maybe catch on what I'm going to talk about? I think. Uh Uh-huh. College football started, Dom. Yes, it did. And you love college football. I do. Which is why I didn't want to tell you, because I knew that, like, you'll be fine if you want to argue this, and oh, I bet you're going to want to. College football started, and oh my God, do I hate college football. Let me say it again. I hate college football. And one more time for the people in the back. Oh boy, do I hate college football. Oh my god, I hate it. It ruins every Saturday from like the the beginning of September to whenever it ends in January or something December, I don't know. I don't care. I don't pay attention. I hate college football. I hate it so much. It bothers me. I hate it. It's always in my face when it's on. Even though I don't want to watch it. It's all over my social media. It's all over ESPN when it's on. Oh my god, Saturdays. College football Saturdays. Shut up. This baseball season is red hot. Let's talk about it. No college football. Heck, NFL is right around the corner. No college football. Heck, I even think ESPN cares more about college football than they do about real football. Heck, maybe actually you care about college football more than real football. Um, NFL football. It's all real football. Um, Why do I hate it so much? I just don't care. I don't really care about collegiate sports. I understand the necessity of them. I am all for them. But, like, you know, there's got to be levels here. There's got to be... Dom, are you recording me? I am not. Not yet. Okay. I'm just getting the angles right. Okay. I'm not recording oh, you. Because, like, I don't want this one recorded.
0: Uh, no, no, no. It won't be recorded.
1: Okay. Because I understand that this will get me hate. Uh, because... Psst,
0: everyone listening. I'm totally recording him.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, But, like... I, I don't watch... I love baseball. I don't even watch college baseball. I watch hockey. I don't watch college hockey. I'll watch, like, the Beanpot, because that's a local thing. And I just like to watch BU l- lose every time, even though they win most of the time. But anyway, uh, so I understand why college football needs to be a thing. It should be a thing. However, we praise it like it is a god it's too much. And I'm sick of it. I don't want to hear about it. I don't care. These aren't pros. Stop treating them like that. Like, uh, like we treat them like gods. And I think, hey, this is where it's going to get karen It's a toxic atmosphere. This is not what college is about. Like, these kids, they go to college for free to play football. They don't even go to class. And some people say, well, some of them make them go to class. Those colleges don't win anything. So... There and it's all these colleges like Clemson, Alabama, uh, Georgia, I, uh, Florida, where urban my sure, uh, Oklahoma, a, Nebraska was one I heard when I was younger. Uh,
0: Nebraska is irrelevant now,
1: yeah, they I, they I heard about them when I was younger and it stuck with me. Right. My dad talks about Notre Dame, uh, but like, like, I don't like. It's too much like these colleges like literally live and die by their football programs. And it's that's like football uh, college is just way too expensive in general. But the fact that like say these colleges are like, hey, if we just got rid of their college program well, that, or their football program, it's like, well, that college. Like we can't do that college anymore. Like your college is about football. Penn State, like your college is about football.
0: Penn State has a very good academic program.
1: Uh, maybe they do. Alabama's all about football. It, well, yeah. That's, see, that's that's a problem. That's not okay. Have you been to the state, though? To Alabama? No, I've never Listen, been to Alabama. Listen, you like, have to have something no, to get excited about. about. Uh, you can get excited about going to the beach or something or firing off your weapons and uh, <laughs> your backyard, your giant backyards that I know you have. Gator wrestling. Your cheap housing is something you can get all fired up about down there. I bet you have a lot of bars. To so, watch
0: to watch the Bama football team match. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, and like it's just these uh these it and then these kids who are just like treated like gods in college, then go on to the NFL where they have no life skills and then they play football, they play this game, which like hey, it's more than just a game. I'm one of those people, like these are sports. These kids devoted their entire lives to however they were taught nothing in college, so they have no actual life skills. And then after football, with their uh, CTE they go on and ruin their lives and I think that starts I mean it kind of starts like in high school a little bit like there's some toxic to- toxicity in high school with this but like it really is in college football and I just am reminded every Saturday for like three to four months of the year that oh this system exists and I hate it so I hate it so much and people tell me it's more exciting there's more trick plays there's more scoring Oh my God. I don't care. It's not about that. I loved Super Bowl 53, the lowest scoring Super Bowl ever, because I loved the chess match that it was. I love the high level competition. That's why I love pro sports as opposed to regular sports. Um, Not that I don't like watching amateurs sometime, but like these kids aren't amateurs. They're almost there, but they're not there. So I don't care. And neither should you. So if, you're in the, if you're in the college, have all the fun you want with it. Get fired up about your college team. Have some school pride. I don't really get it. I never cared. But, like, hey, if that's the thing, I get it. Or if, But, like, Ar- oh, oh, I love my alma mater. So I watched them on Saturday because they're still pretty good. Um, and I played for them on, like, the, uh, the, the practice squad, and it was pretty <laughs> fun. Uh, like, sure, then you can watch college football, I guess, if you want. But, like... It's stupid how much we praise and love them so much, and I hate it. It's stupid and it's annoying, and I have to deal with it, and it's in my face just as a sports fan, and I want it to stop. So, Dom, unpack that.
0: I mean, I don't know how I can argue since it's a personal opinion. Um, I would say I like the fact that they're not pros because they're not as jaded. If anything, I'd say it matters more. I feel like half the time the pros— They're so jaded. In the pros? In co- In college. No, they're not. They're not jaded yet. They just get jaded
1: later. Uh, I I don't I don't know. I think those kids. Nah. You no you didn't you didn't watch the Aaron Hernandez documentary. It talks about this a little bit about I'm sure. like uh, listen the the, the, the whole um, system. Listen the, the culture the, at the, these college football. Towns. I don't think the
0: culture is always acceptable kids, and good.
1: These kids can like get away with anything. Yeah. Aaron Hernandez. Um. Can't believe this is where it actually went in the conversation. Um. Like he would, he went to a bar and he like ran up a huge tab and just didn't care. And then the manager was like, "Hey, are you gonna pay this?" And then he just socked him in the face. And guess what? Nothing happened. Yeah, yeah. I
0: mean, I'm not okay with uh, all the things that go on at some of these top programs that I can get away with everything. But I'm just saying, as a consumer watching college football, why it's awesome,
1: and You're like part of the problem, uh, maybe. But you know what? Be that person today. You're part of the problem.
0: Yeah, but you know what? It's not. I'm I'm up here in Massachusetts, man. It's not. You know, we only have so many things to worry about in life. I don't have the power here. We
1: have so much sports to watch in Massachusetts.
0: I know. I also think it's funny that you have this take because you grew up in Massachusetts, where nobody cares about college football here. Maybe. No, but they really I mean, don't. They I really mean, don't care about no, college football I'm in the state.
1: Maybe that is why I don't care about Maybe that is. I mean, you know what? I'll say that definitely has something to do with it. Mm. Um, but that's where I grew up, so it doesn't matter. Okay. F well, college football.
0: <laughs> but I love the tradition, the pageantry. I love how much it means to the kids. And, man, when you get, like, a big upset – some team who's not supposed to beat another team and they're storming the field and they're playing the fight song and all that. It's pretty awesome.
1: No, I listen, I said, like, I think it's even pretty good for the kids, both playing and not playing. I just think it became too much. And it even like like I am actually someone who like I'm not really a basketball fan, but I enjoy March Madness. Um uh but that's because like I like making the bracket. Um mm. but like uh I you know they can have their tournaments. I just think we praise it to a point where it doesn't needs to be praised, and we treat them. And it just became like these kids are celebrities, and they're like not would, actually learning anything at these colleges.
0: I mean, first off, what do you really learn at college anymore, anyway? <laughs>
1: a, but anyway, this is a sports uh, show. We're yeah. not, not going to get we're not going to get political. Okay. Um,
0: the second thing is. <laughs> Boy, you stop me. I know, I know. Because, you know, I know we agree the same one that college is a waste of time a lot of the time. Um, But the business, yeah, I know. But the business of college football is a problem. And I do agree with you there. Like, for a large part, it's ruined some of it. I mean, I'm not a fan of these divisions changing. The SEC has way too much to power. I hate that they have a playoff now. I thought the BCS system was way better. So I agree with you on that.
1: Also, like, as someone who doesn't watch college college football, I know that it is always Alabama facing either like Clemson or I mean Georgia. Sure, uh, well that's
0: why I mean by the playoff ruined it.
1: Yeah, like it's like I, I that doesn't sound fun. Like no, it's not.
0: I I, I enjoy I enjoy watching the actual minor bowl games and like the conference championship games and the Rose Bowl and stuff more than I enjoy watching the college football playoff. Mm. See, like, and when they went to a playoff, that's what kind of made this all worse. So, yep, that's yeah. your personal opinion, though, Jesse.
1: Yes, and uh, I—that's I, why I wanted to keep it from you.
0: <laughs> so you could just have my just reaction like that.
1: Yes, I, I wanted to see the look on your face. Did I you know
0: wa- I'm doing a college football preview special? When? Uh, on Thursday, hopefully.
1: Uh, for.
0: I no, mean, no, 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 no. I'm going to have an interview. Oh. With somebody again.
1: Oh, guess what? I'm not going to be here for that. Uh, no,
0: I know you're not. But that's I just think it's really funny that that was your opening thing, because I'm about to do that probably at some point.
1: Tell him what I said. Oh, they'll listen. <laughs> they listen to the show. <laughs> All right. Hey, man. That's enough of your... Hey, to him, <laughs> listen. I'm sure you're a great athlete. Keep playing. I hope you make it. This isn't about you personally. <laughs> it's about the system. All right. You're just a victim of it. What is that
0: called? What do you mean? When you're like, you know, ranting at the wall or something, or you're like taking on something that you're never going to be able to take down. It's a phrase.
1: Oh, martyrdom?
0: I don't know. Something like that. I'm not going to say it right now
1: because
0: uh, I can't think of it. So it's fine.
1: Wait, All right. Robert's trying to say something. Maybe Robert knows.
0: Yeah, maybe Robert does know.
1: We can't hear Robert. Open the window,
0: Robert. They can hear you in the mic. Oh, he ran away. You you talked for like three minutes on our first show. Your arms are
1: too short to box with God. <laughs> oh. oh. Okay. Your
0: arms are too short to box with God. I don't think that was what I was thinking, but that's awesome. No, but
1: I, I've never heard that before, but I like that. I know. I like that, too. I'm going to use that on somebody. <laughs> that's great. If someone tries to fight me and I know I can beat them, I'm, I'm going to use that. <laughs> How right, narcissistic bo- of you. All right, yeah, All right, wait, we, we it's time on. to
0: move on. Time to move on. All right. Rapid fire news. Do, do, do. Do, do, do. Red Sox, four and four since we last did the show. Uh, half game back in New York. Uh, lost a heartbreaker yesterday. Uh, I don't even know if I called a heartbreaker or no, what. No, that wasn't a heartbreaker. It was just an absolute mess. Uh, I would like to forget the, Uh, I don't know what you want to call it. I can't. I'm speechless. <laughs> I really am. That's that's how I felt watching that game. the the affront to baseball that that was. Uh, but COVID's really hurting this team. We need to get those bags back. Uh, thankfully, oh, the Yankees two and five since we last did the show. Um, it would have been nice to gain that game, but it is what it is. Cam Newton was released. That happened so long ago now.
1: Oh wow! I feel <laughs> it like feels like a different person. Like.
0: Exactly right. It's like not even worth talking about at this point on the show because it happened so long ago. I was so mad it happened right after we did the show. (laughs) We both have to kind of take an L on this one for that, by the way. Yeah. But I didn't know that he wasn't unvaccinated. So, like, I have an excuse, and so do you. Um, David Patton, unfortunately, died of a motorcycle crash. He was the Patriots' wide receiver from 2001 to 2004. Uh, A much-beloved player in the NFL. Played with multiple teams uh, other than the Pats as well. So, some sad news there. And uh yeah, a lot of things said about David Patton. In other news, Jesse, college football started. <laughs> Penn State took down Wisconsin sixteen to ten. A number of top teams kind of struggled in their openers against some less inferior competition. Uh the biggest one being Oklahoma, who had to stave off a late rally to beat Tulane forty to thirty-five. Bamba took down Miami forty-four to thirteen. Georgia beat Clemson 10-3. And UCLA took down the SEC power of LSU 38 27. And uh, Coach O, Ed O, might be uh, his time, might be done in Baton Rouge for that one. But we'll see what happens. But I think his time might be done.
1: Very and that exciting.
0: has been Rapid Fire News. Do-do-do. Do-do-do. And then from that, we will transition here to. The NFL's executive, the NFL does all sorts of lists and stuff before the season comes out. The NFL, their executives ranked all the teams in the NFL. They even did it from AFC to NFC as well. They had Miami ranked 11th. Oh my! In the AFC, not in all of no, not in all of football. 11th in the AFC. Ooh!
1: But why, Dom?
0: I think you know why. And there were some plenty of nice quotes in there. One of them saying, I'll believe it when I see it with the quarterback. By the way, the execs on on these lists are anonymous, so you know that they can be more honest. So that brings me to the other thing that we talked about yesterday. I mean, not yesterday, last show. The Deshaun Watson trade and all the rumors. Now Miami can say, and Brian Flores can say whatever he wants right now and say, no, no, no. We like Tua. Uh, it's all done for now. Houston's saying a lot of things. We want three first-round picks, three second-round picks. Everybody's saying a lot of crap right now. Everybody has an agenda in this story. And too many times, even media people, but especially fans, take everything at face value for what's being said. And all you have to do is step back and think about it logically, and you realize that, let's be honest here, Everything they say is not really how it's going to be. When you want to negotiate higher pay, you always start at something that you know you're not going to get, so you have room to negotiate. Houston can say they want three first-round picks, three second-round picks, but as the season starts, and they have to deal with the awkwardness of having Deshaun on the practice squad over there, who can't play. Well, technically can play, but Houston just won't have him play for moral reasons, which totally agree with Houston. I'm not knocking the Texans for that at all. Um, But as that happens, and the season just gets awkwarder and awkwarder and awkwarder for their new head coach, and they're trying to turn the page, you're trying to tell me that they won't listen to other offers? Miami can say whatever they want. We love Tua. Tua's the starter. We believe in Tua. Come on. You would not be knocking on the door of the Texans for this trade if you really believed that. As I said, the executives had him like 11. The Dolphins ranked... Third in the AFC in points allowed. First in the NFL in third down defense. They only uh, let teams convert third downs 31% of the time. And they were the first in the NFL in takeaways. Does that sound like the 11th ranked team in just the AFC? That's a really good football team. The one problem with this team is the quarterback. And they know it. And if the rumor hadn't been leaked out to the media and they hadn't been worried about how it would look, and about how they could, you know, destroy the season for Tua if they didn't get Watson, they would still be pursuing Deshaun. And I'm gonna say something that I wish I had come out stronger on last week, but I mean the news was a little new. If I was Miami, I would trade for Deshaun Watson right now. And I'll go into that further, but Jesse, but I want, Jesse, I want you to talk on this for a second too.
1: Oh, I was gonna ask you, what do you, what would you, all right, if you want to say the trade right now, what would you pay? for Deshaun Watson?
0: Um, It depends. Does Houston... I would give three first-rounders to Houston, but they would have to be under a condition. They would have to be conditional. As in, like, if Deshaun gets suspended the whole season, you know, one or two of them turn into fourth-round picks or third-round picks. If Houston doesn't want to take that offer, then I'd say, all right, I'll give you two first-round picks maybe a second-round pick also. That's what I would give up at this point. Now, if Deshaun was totally cleared and I could just trade for him, I would give up the three first-rounders and three second-rounders. I know we're not in agreement on this, but how many times is a franchise quarterback under the age of 26 available in the NFL? I'm going to start at none, and we can work from there.
1: <laughs> like, come on. This never happens, ever. I I mean, I guess... Uh... It's just, I mean, it, I mean, it could have been if just a more of them are disgruntled right now. Like, if the bills didn't work out, you don't think maybe Josh Allen at this point would be like, maybe somebody else. If maybe uh, the Chiefs were just a bad team around Patrick Mahomes, you don't think at this point you'd be like, you need to trade me. So it's also like he's just he got unlucky with his team. So I'll say that as to why. Yeah, he, but how often
0: does the team actually listen and make you available too? Um. That's, that's the other part of this. I mean, listen, I'm, I'm sure everyone should be... Listen, Trevor Lawrence should already be fed up with Jacksonville. Zach Wilson should be fed up with the Jets already, really? too.
1: I bet if anybody, Trevor Lawrence is one of the happiest people to be there because of Urban Meyer. Oh, maybe. Um,
0: but you know what I mean. We all, all love what crappy team we are on, but the fact is that this team is even making it available is already rare.
1: Um, but, like, I mean, I definitely disagree with you. I don't think anyone is worth... Three first rounds and a second that is I mean, Miami's in a good position. They are a quarterback away from being uh, a playoff contender. I don't know about it depends on the quarterback. Mm. Um, a Super Bowl contender. Um, but I don't think like three first rounds and a second. that is uh, franchise changing. Yeah, it is. If you're in in the wrong position. But
0: Deshaun Watson as a quarterback is franchise chasing. On the most Uh, important position in sports, in a sport that is becoming even more and more a quarterback league and quarterback dependent.
1: Yeah, but he couldn't push the Texans over the top.
0: No, but he at least got them to the playoffs twice. Listen, I don't think anyone can overcome bad coaching. I don't think Bill O'Brien was a good coach. I I mean, I I definitely agree with you. You know he had one of the worst O lines like graded almost every year, and yet he was making the playoffs.
1: He had a great defense though on the other side of him. He did have a pretty good defense, yeah.
0: But again, nobody exists on an island. You need he had you need something. Hopkins and until they
1: traded him. Yeah, no, it was but like that was only one season at this point. And
0: he's young. He's like yeah.
1: Yeah. I don't even know if he's twenty six. I just don't think he's worth. I don't think anyone is worth. Here's my thing. Miami has,
0: uh, listen, this has to do with the place that Miami is in. Here's here's the two reasons why you do it. Obviously, as I said, how many times is a quarterback, franchise quarterback at age 26 or under actually available on the market? None. Never happens. Second, do you really want to wait for all his legal stuff to clear and then you have to compete with like eight other teams in the NFL on the trade? Miami's in a unique position here. Miami might be the only real one. In pursuit right now, I mean, I heard the Eagles are too. Um, oh, but
1: they could just got Garner Minshew, so yeah,
0: they did. I mean, let's let's not compare the two, but I know what you no, mean. No, but like, <clears throat> but I feel like Miami is in a in a state right now where they are kind of on their own. Do you really want to wait so then you have to fight over the trading things with all these other teams? Maybe that price will even go up. Maybe Houston will get an even more desperate deep. I don't think they I to. think this is a rare opportunity that Miami needs to take advantage of. And I understand all the risk involved. Like, it's a massive risk. Oh my gosh, if things really go really south with his legal stuff and he gets suspended the whole year yeah. or he never plays another down of football, which, I, listen, if these rumors and stuff are out there as far as being traded and stuff, I, I think most of us think it's not going to come to that. Like as far as his legal stuff, like it's going to be so bad he's not going to play again.
1: Uh, I mean, as time has gone on, the more I think he won't, I think we talked about this last week, I don't think he'll get more than a slap on the wrist. Exactly. Uh, He might pay some settlements. And even, let's say this. And then he'll maybe get a slap on the wrist (coughs) from the NFL. And even
0: if he did get suspended for the rest of this season, again, he's like 25, 26. You'll have him next year. Most of this roster for Miami is really, really young. You already locked up Xavier Howard now on a contract, too. So, like,
1: yeah, well, all well. the
0: pieces are in place to me for this team to be a, even a Super Bowl contender. Coach A, defense A, lockdown corner, uh, bringing in offensive weapons, Gaskin, Devontae Parker, uh, Jalen Water, Will Fuller. So you can actually hit teams over the top. Good offensive line every all the pieces are here they just need a quarterback and you have an opportunity to be the only ones bidding on this guy right now listen is winning in sports I, you got to be aggressive you gotta aggressive people win in life
1: yeah but I uh, mean you
0: can't be an idiot about it but like listen the Dodgers we keep making the World Series getting close to it we're the best roster in the uh, in the uh, national league and they're like no not good enough. Let's go get Mookie Betts.
1: Yeah, but they, they only won with Mookie Betts.
0: That's my point. That's um, my point. Okay. My point um, is these but. big deals, these being aggressive at the right time when all the pieces are there. You can't just sit back and just I think I think we're gonna get there. I think I think we're good enough right now. You know, who know we were close last year, we were close the year before. No, that's not what's winning in sports right now. Being aggressive is winning in sports. What do you All do these Two of The them. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We have Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. You know what? No. Not good enough. Let's bring in Gronk after that. Nope. Yep. Let's bring in Antonio Brown. That let's was, bring in Leonard Fournette also. That was Tom Brady. So you
1: know, Tom Brady
0: knows what's up.
1: No. I mean, here's the thing. Tom Brady is just like, give me, give me everything. He just wants everything. He's like, give me the best. But was he right? Um... I think they could have won without an Antonio Brown and maybe Leonard Fournette. Maybe. I don't know. Gronk scored two times in that Super Bowl, so Uh, maybe Gronk. All
0: those guys that he brought in are the ones who scored touchdowns in that Super Bowl, though.
1: I guess, but...
0: It seemed like, listen, it seemed like the Chiefs did a very nice job of taking away Evans and Godwin, but the fact of the matter is there's too many weapons and they couldn't take the rest of them away.
1: I mean... Listen, again. Sure. Come on, man. Do you get my point here? No, I hear your point. I just, A. Being I, aggressive is winning, though, in sports. It, it can. You ha- no, it does. It can if you, do, if you make the right move. Oh,
0: I know. It can backfire. And, like, I just think. But being this passive and staying back clearly is not the thing that's winning right now in sports.
1: I mean, I think. Like, what do you do with Tua, then? Do you just trade
0: him? Is um, he your backup? You trade him. When Deshaun's back. Or maybe Houston wants Tua in the trade.
1: Um, if when Deshaun's back.
0: Uh. Well, here's the other things we can work out. I mean, if if I'm going to so get, gonna, gonna, f- get Deshaun now, if he f- but he's not available, and you want Tua also, before we finalize this deal, I need to find a quarterback on the market. I feel like... There's a quarterback on the market right now, and I don't even like him. But I would bring him in if I was about to go trade for Deshaun Watson. Uh,
1: well, here's the thing. Cam Newton. You bring in... He knows the paths did he though i heard mac jones was teaching him the playbook oh that's true um so maybe he didn't know the bats um but like so if you bring in deshaun watson at that point and you're gonna just trade tua with the second you can use deshaun watson uh at that point like i feel like tua has nothing to play for and you might be bad with tua back there because he's like well who like you don't you know, I'm not your guy. You don't care about me. You're just going to discard me the second you don't need me, like
0: They already did that.
1: But they haven't done that yet. They
0: kind of already did.
1: Uh, I'm I, no, cuz he's still there.
0: And I will take a step back this year if I know I can take three steps forward next year when Deshaun Watson is my quarterback.
1: Mm. uh, I'll assume, assuming he is not in trouble.
0: I'm willing to take that chance too, but I don't think he's gonna be in so much trouble that he's not gonna be able to play next year. I was say, if you trade away He might he might be suspended all of this year. He might.
1: Uh it will if you trade three firsts and two seconds, and he goes to goes to Yale, like Oh, my, you, my job is over. You as a GM, I know <laughs> I'm I'm done. I'm getting fired. You are you've ruined this franchise. Probably. Um, because that's three straight years you don't have a first, and you're gonna be quarterback chasing. And you just, what are you gonna you gonna put in Newton? You gonna plug in just one of those? But also, you re- But
0: what also, what you're not realizing is, like I said, I guarantee that if you're gonna get this deal done, there's gonna be conditions in place. Where if Deshaun doesn't play this year or doesn't play at all, those first round picks aren't first round picks anymore. Or yeah, or yeah. or if you want, if again, if, if I'm talking to Houston and they want to guarantee some first round picks, I'm going to tell them you're not getting three. Then you're getting two and one second rounder, or you can have one first round pick and three second round picks. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You really think is he's? You really think is he's not clear? You listen, as I said, when it comes to negotiations, you really think Houston is hard line. We're only gonna accept three first round picks, three second round picks right now.
1: Why do you think morally that Houston should sit him, despite the fact he has no suspension yet? But you want the Dolphins to trade for him right now.
0: Um I didn't, it, I didn't say it was morally correct. Do you think okay? <laughs> but if I'm the owner of the Dolphins, my job is to win football games. That's what I care about.
1: You're the owner of the Houston Texans. Listen, they're I'm, I'm so sick of football I'm games. sick
0: of this in sports where we need to make it more uh, 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 about other things. I need to take a moral stance on this, on a moral stance on that, on a political stance. It's about but, winning.
1: I sometimes you should be like, all right, that man's a monster. He he shouldn't be in this league.
0: Like they're God. just allegations.
1: He might th- he might have done it. No, I know. Here's the other thing, though. Listen, and I'm all we about work
0: in, wait, 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 we, we, we work at restaurants. There are some plenty less than reputable people who sometimes work in a restaurant, especially in the back of the house. The idea that you're going to get so. 53 young men all on one team that they're all going to be high moral character upstanding citizens is so low. That doesn't happen. That's
1: not the real world. I mean that's I don't say they have to be on a roll um nothing they've never even gotten a parking ticket, but like how so look at
0: your average NFL roster. How I, many of them do you think have some sort of record? Do you think there's at the least roster? Do, do you, you saying, think there's at least ten on each team? Oh No.
1: Really? I don't
0: Maybe maybe not.
1: Ten? I have five. Um I don't know, man. <laughs> Part of me thinks no. Okay, maybe not. I feel like the Patriots are not about that.
0: We had a murderer on our
1: roster. Okay, the second (laughs) we found that out, he was like, you can't play with this. I know, but he had plenty of other
0: flags before that.
1: No, I know. Uh, He had a very low rating about maturity and stuff like that. But um, Here's the thing. Uh, We got to move on. He didn't misbehave. But if I'm the the owner of the
0: Dolphins, if I'm the owner of the Dolphins, it is not my responsibility to bring down... Punishment and judgment on Deshaun Watson. That is the legal system and it's the commissioner Goodell. It's not my job. Roger, if you're not gonna do it, why do I need to do it?
1: I don't think it should be their job to pick the suspension. Um, and like, hey, I'm all about innocent until proven guilty. I'm about so that too. If he's especially if he's not guilty, like, no, we should just let this we should never talk about this again.
0: We're being really controversial um, in
1: this episode. Uh, maybe
0: <laughs> I'm not uh, trying to I was just, that's my that's my real belief on this as I if I if I was the owner or the GM of the Dolphins I'd go for it right now and I would not okay <laughs> alright and with that we are gonna take a break quick break here before we get back to you know you've talked about Sean McVay and Kyle Shanahan you think they're overrated so we're gonna put you on the spot uh, and see what coaches you would take over them so quick break guys and then we'll be back with that And We are back. Slow year old Dominic Lawrence on alongside writer for the fan. <laughs> Why did I say fantasy? Yaki Way Report. Fantasy. <laughs> I was thinking of fantasy football. That's later on. Jesse, we've never talked about this a ton. You've brought it up in multiple shows, though, that you find Sean McVay and Kyle Shanahan overrated, which I think is preposterous. They are. Very preposterous. But now I'm going to ask you. So overrated. What NFL coaches, then, would you take over them? So are you ready? Yes. It's time for a nice game of who would you rather. I have a list. Yeah, but I'm only asking you five. Yeah, but I didn't know what five. I know. Mike Vrabel is the first one. Would you take Mike Vrabel, tell me, over Kyle Shanahan and McVay, or would you take him over one or the other?
1: I would take him over both. Okay. Uh, I think uh, he has is one of the main reasons uh, the Titans are even good right now. Um, you know, he's got a great some great players to work with, and like a Derrick Henry uh and AJ Brown. Um, but he hasn't he hasn't had a quarterback to work with. And I think he has made that team good despite um Ryan Tannehill. So I think yes, he is much better than them for pretty much for mostly those reasons. Um right? and I think like you know, Sean McVay has a great offensive mind i just don't think he can really lead a team the way mike Vrabel seems to be leading a team all right i think kyle shanahan also has a pretty decent offensive mind but he can't run a team like mike Vrabel can run a team all right 31 or, and 21 in his time with the titans mike Vrabel.
0: okay all right now to the next one this man did transition an entire culture a losing franchise though he did inherit a lot of talent kevin stefanski
1: uh, Stefan, I should go through all these now. Oh, the Browns. Yes. All right. Um, I do think he is better. Wow. In one season? Then, uh, then both. Yes. As a head coach, yes. Um, maybe he doesn't have maybe as good an offensive mind as, say, Sean McVay. Um, but he seems to have taken players, um, and gotten them to at least commit together because I I actually I was someone who liked um Baker Mayfield coming out of college I thought he could actually be uh what they hoped uh what's his face oh from Texas A&M Johnny Menzel Johnny Menzel I thought he was what who they I thought Baker Mayfield would kind of be what they thought Johnny Menzel would be um I also thought hey if you thought Johnny Menzel was ever going to be good I think you're an idiot mm. um Do not take Baker. Um, But I thought Baker Mayfield would be pretty good. However, after watching him for a couple seasons, I kind of think Stefanski might have actually really helped him last season.
0: Well, he for sure helped him, but let's not ask like Baker had a fair chance either. Baker had a a bunch of uh, terrible head coaches, including um, that dope they had the year before, Stefanski. Mm -hmm. Uh, What was his name? Kitchens. Yeah, Freddie Kitchens. That might be the worst NFL head coach I've ever seen.
1: That was great. That was awesome. That was on camera. Um,
0: oh, was it really? Yep. Uh, uh, <laughs> you had someone walk into the studio.
1: Oh, it's on camera. <laughs> um. Uh, but also, like, he seems to have calmed down a guy like Odell Beckham Jr. I mean, I know he was injured for a lot of last season, but he behaved last season when he did play. But I also like that team did play better. Yeah, team actually played better without him. Yeah. So.
0: Alright, on to the next one. Mike Tomlin.
1: Why do I we figure out what team he was on? Oh, Mike wait. Tomlin? Yeah. The Steelers head coach. Uh, Sorry, I, I had a different person in my head when you said that for some reason. Oh. Um, Mike Tomlin. I was going to hoping you wouldn't ask me that, because that's one I put a lot of thought into, and I didn't really have a definitive answer. Part of me wants to say yes, he is better than them. Part of me wants to say no, because he seems to create a... Say a laissez faire atmosphere. Um where, that's, a good, that's a good word for it. Where players kinda just do what they want. Um and then he can't really control toxic players like uh, Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell. Some might say nobody could. Um but I I, I mean Le'Veon Bell has kind of behaved when he was on the Chiefs. Antonio Brown is Kind of behaved with the Buccaneers. He got into a fight. Uh, yeah, I saw tra- that this training camp. So, we'll, I mean, but like a uh, Bruce Arians is kind of also laissez-faire. Um, it's mostly run by Tom Brady. Um, are you going to ask me about Bruce Arians? No, okay. I'm not going to ask you Bruce Arians. Okay. All right. Mm. But like, come on. Just for the answer with Mike Tomlin, um, I will say, you know what? He is better than Kyle Shanahan. But I will give Sean McVay the nod because. And even Kyle Shanahan, like, he doesn't create a toxic atmosphere, but he clearly creates – he doesn't create a winning attitude, and Mike Tomlin kind of does despite his toxicity.
0: Okay. Uh, next one. Bears coach Matt Nagy. Uh your favorite. My guy. Your favorite. I like Matt Nagy.
1: The nags.
0: I mean, I don't know if I'd take him over Shanahan and the McVay, master. but I like Matt Nagy.
1: Uh, where's his record turn here? Oh, all right. He was – He's. I mean – Yes, really. He is. Wow, um, I didn't think you would do that. Only twenty-eight and twenty-two in his time with the head as the head coach with the Bears. Da Bears. Yo, we didn't do that once last week. Da, I know da we Bears. Didn't. And I thought we would all the time, but we didn't. Anyway, um, Da Bears. I say he is better than um, and a lot of it is because of what you said last week. Um, yeah. he kind of realized I wasn't talking into the mic there for a little bit. <laughs> um, he. He has that above five hundred record despite playing with a quarterback that is subpar, let's say, in Mitch oh, definitely. um so I I think he is better than both of them. Wow, I
0: didn't think you'd do. Here's the last one. I, I loved this one. I came up with this one. I'm gonna I'm gonna even preface it. He took a very inconsistent quarterback who was a star. Super inconsistent though, a little overrated. Got him to the Super Bowl, has now entered a dysfunctional franchise. Got him to the playoffs despite the revolving door at quarterback. Can I guess? Yeah, Mike Zimmer. Nope. Ron Rivera. Oh, okay. And I the thought... man can build a defense. Oh. I know. I wanted to do Mike Zimmer, but then I Ron really... Rivera came to my head, and I like
1: Ron Rivera. I really bet on Sean McDermott and Mike Zimmer. I know you did, but I th- actually I thought Ron Rivera could could have been one. Um, Oh, I definitely think Ron Rivera is a better coach than both of them. Wow. He has been... I mean,
0: I agree with you on this one, but I think most people overlook Ron Rivera.
1: He has been to the Super Bowl. Now both Kyle Shanahan and Mick have been to the Super Bowl. All three have lost their Super Bowls. However, I think Ron Rivera's trip to the Super Bowl was much more impressive than Kyle Shanahan and um, Sean McVay's. He had a fifteen and one team. And I think that fifteen and one team was mostly because of Ron Rivera. Mm. Cam Newton went off that year. He had a great year, won the MVP. Um and I always thought Cam Newton was a great athlete, you know, very talented, very fast, uh big, strong guy. Um but like he wasn't always the best quarterback. Oh, um, I agree there. So and I think a lot of what made him a really good quarterback, uh, Warley was Ron Rivera. And I think part of the reason the football team has changed up a team, a franchise with an extremely toxic culture. Yeah, as I
0: say, he took over a dysfunctional franchise in Washington. Um, and know, what the football team?
1: I do think that is a bit of um, oh, what's the owner's name on the football team? I can't remember his name. Snyder. Right. Yeah, Dan Snyder.
0: Dan Snyder? Yeah, I think it's Dan. Okay. I forget. Okay. I think it's I'm always tough sure. when you're on the spot like this. Yeah,
1: I'm pretty sure it's Dan. Yeah. Danny. Yeah. Um, I also feel a little bit he's like kinda of gone out of the spotlight because people were putting attention on him and like blaming blaming him for the culture, which yeah. like is, you know, warranted. Mm-hmm. But um to then take a losing team with a just a losing attitude and make them a playoff team. With a
0: revolving door at quarterback too. He, yeah, he played like three different quarterbacks.
1: Um and we'll see how many he plays this year. Yeah. Um so I I absolutely think Ron Rivera. You don't believe in Fitz Magic. I think Ron Rivera is actually one of the better, touch uh, coaches that are probably in the NFL right now.
0: I'm glad that you agree with me on that, but I think he gets overlooked a lot. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So actually, at the end of the day, you took Vrabel, Stefanski, Nagy, and Ron Rivera all over Sean McVay and Kyle Shanahan. The only one you I didn't was overrated. Mike Tomlin. I know you do, but wow, that's crazy. I I, I don't think I'd take Vrabel and Stefanski. Really. I think I have to see Stefanski a little longer before I do that. It's been one year. Uh,
1: no, I, yeah, I'll grant you that. But like, like I,
0: I give the man a ton of credit. But it's been one year. Sure. And the Browns could brown again. Sure. I don't think they will, but they could. All right, moving on. Forty-eight hours before the Bucks and Cowboys, but then the NFL season starts on Sunday. Cam Newton no longer the quarterback. So let's talk about the Pats. Let's let's do. I'm gonna. I'll start this out just because. I think you had him at about nine wins when we did this, right? I'm gonna revise mine. I think they're gonna win eleven games. Okay. That is not because of Mac Jones either. I don't know what to expect from Mac Jones. Still, I'm still not on the hype wagon that everybody else is. He played against third rounders. uh, I mean, uh, third and fourth stringers half the time in the preseason. No one was playing their starters. They were all playing backups. And then, by the time Mac got in the game, it was even further down the roster depth chart than backups so it's not about Mac Jones, but this is about looking at the roster and realizing well, with cam, who came into the system late last year, got covid uh coming back from injuries, mechanics terrible, they won seven games and they nearly won nine games. They nearly beat the Seahawks and the Bills.
1: They should have beat the Texans.
0: And they should have beat the Texans. I won't even throw the Texans. I'm just talking about the Bills and Seahawks. Because I was like, last play, some dumb things happened. The fumble in Seattle, blah, blah, blah. But they were a couple of snaps away from winning nine games with eight opt-outs last year. Cam Newton coming in late, didn't know the system real well. Thrown in there after an injury the year before. And they almost won nine games. Now you, oh, and horrible offensive weapons. Just terrible offensive pieces. I mean, maybe the worst wide receiver tight end corner in the NFL last year. Now you bring in Nelson Aguilar, two tight ends. uh, You draft some running backs. It looks like Damian Harris now has, you know, he wasn't a factor the first, you know, six weeks of the year, but now he's come on. We'll have him the whole year, J.J. Taylor, uh, Stevenson all look really good. Really good offensive line. All those opt-outs back on the defense. The defense looks really good again. I know Gilmore's not here. That's rough. And the AFC has a ton of young quarterbacks. Like most teams have a young quarterback. And even if they're talented, I mean, geez, Justin Herbert was lining it up. What did Bill Belichick do to him? I mean, Belichick just destroys young quarterbacks. Just confuses them so badly. I think this could be an 11 win team. Even without Mac being special, I I think this team is going to win 11 games. They're not going to place a first place schedule like they usually do because they didn't finish first place last year. So, yeah, I think this team will win 11 games now. I think the Bills still win the division, but I'll make a second prediction, though. Uh, Week one uh, this week against Miami, it's going to be ugly, it's going to be really rough
1: for the Patriots, uh, for both oh, okay
0: listen uh, two is not gonna look good against the pats defense but i don't think mac is gonna look good against a brian flores defense either when he hasn't played real starters yet so just everyone i still think they're winning the 11 games i don't know if they're winning week one i think they will though it's gonna be really ugly like really ugly all right jesse
1: okay um i said about eight or nine games uh and i'm sort of because i looked over the schedule i looked over every game and you say it's going to look ugly week one i i will definitely agree with that i think this team is going to be because like this team looked good and we did play starters but i still think there will be rust in terms of like there is a lot of new players on both sides of the ball and we'll see like in real game scenarios like how can they actually gel together and play together at first um Saying, you got two new tight ends. You got a couple new wide receivers. The backfield is, for the most part, new. Um, I guess 50% new at this point. Um, new quarterback. Um, some new guys on the line on both sides of the ball. Some new linebackers. And yeah, you have people like Hightower coming back. Um, and he's a good player, but he's also injury prone. Hmm. And I feel. Maybe him missing a year could be both good and bad. You know, long time for him to heal, but at the same time, usually you come back from a, something like that, your game is maybe clunky or rusty, and that can cause injury. So I wonder if an injury-prone player like him might just be down for the count again, um, something like that. But I I think this team will get better as the year goes on. But I, when I did my final count, uh, I found that I feel they'll be dancing around 500 for most of the year anyway. Um, like I think they're gonna have a two and two start. I think they'll beat the Jets and the Saints, but I think you are losing week one to Miami. I think you're losing week four to Tom Brady and the Bucks. Yeah.
0: Um I, I mean, I, I don't disagree with that, but I just think at the end of the day they're gonna win eleven games.
1: I have them at ten wins. Ten okay. and seven. I think towards the I mean, I have them I had them at like I think it was eight and seven. And then you win the last two weeks to get to those 10 wins. Okay. Which is, I think the Jets in Miami. So uh, I think Okay. So I think, I, I also think they're going to be 500 against the division. I think you're going to go 1-1 one and one against Miami. You're going to beat Jets twice, and you're going to lose to the Bills twice, probably. I, I mean, I agree with that. So, and that's, I mean, those are six games. You're three and three. And so I I think they're going to dance around 500 for the most part still.
0: All right. All right. That's fine. All right. So... From the New England talk,
1: you did you did uh, make, get me thinking uh, when you said that Bill just quarter, young quarterbacks just has fits with yeah Bill's schemes they just meltdown. Um, and I actually, I actually when I was looking over, I had maybe the Chargers as a loss, but I might ch- maybe they are eleven wins and maybe they'll beat the Chargers.
0: I think they might. Um, I know Justin will be a little bit older and stuff, but yeah. man, and they
1: got a new coach.
0: He, yeah, but man, but he just destroys young quarterbacks. He really just. Melts them, uh, man.
1: Oh wait, it's it's Jaguars, and uh, uh, not the Jets. That's the second to last game of the week. Oh, they'll Year.
0: they'll beat the Jags. I have no doubt about that. Yeah, I think they will. Oh yeah, I agree, one hundred percent. All right, actually, I'm gonna transition real quick. We're gonna we're gonna go we're gonna go over the Red Sox first, real quick. Okay. So we said Sox four and four find themselves just a half game back of the wild card right now, uh, but they're dealing with this COVID issue, and. It has made uh, it's made the depth pretty bad. Pretty bad. And we're all just sitting here praying that uh, Devers and JD don't come down with it too. So, and well, the bullpen has been terrible. Even before COVID, the bullpen was really bad. It's funny. It's transitioned from the rotation being the problem. Now it's the bullpen that's the bigger issue. They're blowing games left and right right now.
1: Yeah, but you're also just, you're hoping that, the rotation doesn't get touched by COVID either because they're kind of... Other than Pavetta, they've kind of avoided it. Mm-hmm. And, oh, boy, do you need Sale right now. Oh, yeah. And, um, like, oh, man, do you need... He's been very inconsistent this year, mm-hmm. but, like, you need Eddie right now. Oh, yeah. You need Evaldi right now. Yeah. Um, And, I mean, it would also... I also see, it like, the offense seems to be despite even the covid getting back on track hitting the ball again and i think a lot of that is actually schwarber the man is constantly getting on base i wrote an article about that It won't get it hasn't been published yet but hopefully soon um and like but it's yeah it's the bullpen and it's, it's also like the defense right now that game yesterday you let up five runs because your defense was horrible
0: horrible. Yeah, but one of the people who made two errors is someone who's only on this roster right now because of COVID. Modder? No. Second basing?
1: Yeah, sure. But like, some of it was Verdugo. Yeah. And I expect I expect better from that. And Renfro made one, too. Oh, that's true. He didn't back up. Um,
0: Hunter, listen, Renfro's a horrible defensive outfielder. We've all known this.
1: His arm is great. His arm is great, but he has nine errors.
0: That's a lot for an outfielder. A lot of outfields go through a whole year without a single error.
1: I mean, yeah, the better ones.
0: That's a, that's a lot of errors for an outfielder. But um the, the bullpen is just like the biggest thing to me right now. I yeah. mean, wow.
1: I'm
0: I mean, just I'm just not confident with it, almost anybody right now.
1: I mean, Matt Barnes, I mean, Matt Barnes was doing bad, but they also lost him to COVID, and that is a guy you want still to maybe have some of these big innings, but they've been, with this COVID issue, they've been forced to use Odovino and Whitlock more, mm-hmm. and it, I. And they can't. I mean, it's almost like they can't seem to handle it. It's just getting because they're starting to break down too. Yeah. Um. Because Ottavino let up his first home run of the entire season against was it the Indians? Yeah, it was um, uh friend Mel Reyes. He hung a he, slider. He couldn't make a, a three run save. Yeah, they were up three nothing. Um, and like yet someone, that's some that's a situation that like. Even if you're not the everyday closer, like, I expect you to not give up a three-run lead when oh, I bring you one in. And one it. Yeah, like, come on. I know.
0: Luckily for the Sox, at least, Oakland's playing really bad baseball. I might have been wrong about the Phillies. They're in it. But I, I think I might have hit the nail on the head with Oakland. I think Oakland is done. Uh, they now trail Toronto and Seattle in the wild card.
1: And you know what? I might have been... At least right for now about Seattle. Oh
0: no, Seattle's still in it. They're, Seattle and they're, Toronto they're surviving. Sit, Seattle and Toronto sit three games back. They're both in it for now, but uh, even with all these struggles, at least the Sox are in a position where it really is a two-horse race for now,
1: at least with the Yankees and Sox. And the Yankees themselves are falling apart.
0: They are, but I mean, that, I mean, you, if you win thirteen games in a row, you knew this was going to happen.
1: Two wild card teams and nobody wants them. Yeah,
0: really, really is. All right, we are going to take a quick break before we come back. We will do. A little, little kind of betting segment. The house is right, and then we'll finish up with uh, the Tommy update and the Darwin Award of the week. All right, we are back, just getting ready to finish up today. And uh, as I said, this little NFL preview show for the most part. And we got a nice little segment here. The house is right for anyone who does some betting. Me, personally, I don't do any betting. I am not a betting man. Sure. (laughs) But we got this little segment here. So they always come out with win totals uh, for every NFL team before the season. We're going to go over a few, and I'll decide... Under, over, or if the house is right. So, Jesse, let's get us started. Who do we have first?
1: Let us, Dom. Let us. First team, the Las Vegas Raiders. I almost said Oakland Raiders. Uh, The house has them right now at seven wins on the season. Dom, is the house right?
0: I would say as a better. There's not a ton of value in this number.
1: You just said you weren't a better.
0: If I was a better. (laughs) If I was. Uh, There's not a ton of value in this number right now, but I would say the house is still not right. I would say under. I think this team has a chance to implode. This will be the worst offensive line Derek Carr has had to deal with uh, in the John Gruden era. They've at least had that. They have done very little to help the defense. Uh, This is Gruden's fourth year. Uh, It's been four years now of actually some bad drafts and acquisitions. Um, It's almost entirely Gruden's team now, other than like Derek Carr and a few holdouts. So I think all the mismanagement uh, is going to come to fruition now. I just don't see where they're going to get wins in this division. Uh, we all want to sleep on the Broncos. The Broncos are not that bad of a team. If they're going to have Bridgewater be the quarterback, they're not going to have Drew Locke giving up games again. The Broncos have talent there. They have two wide receivers now, and they have a really good defense under Vic Fangio. They did last year. They actually had a top-ranked defense in the NFL last year. But Drew Locke is you know, giving away the ball left and right. They can't win games. So I actually wouldn't be shocked if Oakland uh, didn't win a single game in the division. I wouldn't be shocked. I'm not going to say I'm going to bet on that. They might at least beat Denver in Las Vegas, but they ain't beating the Chargers. They're going to get swept by the Chiefs. They're going to get swept by the Chargers. They might win one against Denver. They ain't sweeping Denver, though. So I think under, I think this, I went through all these teams' schedules, too. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked if the Raiders won five games.
1: Okay. Yeah. All right, we're going to move on to the second one then, Dom. All right. All right, the Carolina Panthers. The house right now has about seven and a half games on the season. Dom, is the house correct?
0: I'm going to say the house is right. Seven and a half works for me. You can't really differentiate between it'll be seven or eight. Uh, Here's the thing. Outstanding offensive pieces in Carolina now around Sam Darnold. Uh, DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, Christian McCaffrey's back. They didn't have Christian McCaffrey for most of last year. They were still in a lot of games, even though they only won five. Um, and his backup running back, Davis, looks pretty good last year, too. So outstanding offensive pieces around Sam Darnold. Um, the defense should be a little bit better, but it's still not going to be good. I believe in Matt Rule. I love Matt Rule. I
1: was about to ask you about Matt Rule.
0: Um, you know how Obama had like those those little painting slogans for when he was president, I believe in or something, or imagine, or what was it, dream or Hope. something? Oh, is it Hope? I think it was Hope. All right, well, there should be one in Carolina colors with Matt Rule's face. All right, I'm a huge believer in Matt Rule. He was at Temple uh, a little while back. They just got stomped by Rutgers 61-14. to So that should tell you what happens when Matt Rule leaves. Baylor doesn't look good either. I believe in Matt Rule, but the defense still isn't going to be good, and the offensive line is a weakness. So 7.5 feels right. Um Division won't be as tough as it was last year, but it's a lot of unknowns. We don't know how good the Saints are going to be or Atlanta, but it wouldn't shock me if Carolina, I know for, it wouldn't be shocked if Carolina picks up at least one win off each of the Saints and the Falcons. They might even sweep the Falcons. I wouldn't be shocked if that happened either. So, house is right at seven and a half.
1: Okay. All right. We're going to move on then to the What the Football team. Uh, we talked about Ron Rivera. We believe in Ron Rivera, but mm-hmm. is the house correct? on eight and a half games?
0: Uh, I would say over. Uh, They are clearly the best roster in the NFC East. I don't think it's even close. Um, They don't have as good a quarterback as the Cowboys have, but I think they have the best... Say it with me. They have the best defensive line. They have the best best defensive line in, in the division. They probably have the best defensive line in football, actually. Um, They were top-ranked, top three in almost every defensive statistic that matters last year. All those guys are back. Best D-line. Second-best O-line. I'll give the Cowboys the nod even though their O-line is old. Um, Best coach in the division. They just don't have as good a quarterback as Dak. Do I think that's enough that the Cowboys are going to overtake them, though, with a dinosaur at head coach at a bad defense? No. I think 100% Washington. I think Washington could sweep the division. I really do. I think they could beat Dallas in Dallas. I'm not. I don't know if I'll bet on that happening, but I wouldn't. Be, I wouldn't be shocked if they don't have a single loss in the division. It's a great roster. Ron Rivera needs to ring back Fitzpatrick a little bit and make sure he doesn't lose them games because the defense and coaching is good enough to win the games. But man, they made the playoffs with like three different quarterbacks last year. This roster is really good and really young, and they play in a terrible division. So I think definitely they're winning at least nine games.
1: Okay. All right. Then uh, how about the Packers, Dom? House has them at ten games. Is the house right?
0: I'm going to go. House is right. Um, their schedule's really easy to start the year, so it's going to be a love affair, and we're all going to hear about how hey, Aaron Rodgers is going to win another MVP. It gets really tough at the end. Also, this will be Aaron Rodgers' worst graded offensive line, by the way, that he's going to have this year that he's had in a long time. They didn't really add any new pieces for the defense or the offense. It's still mostly just Devontae Adams on the outside. Obviously, Aaron Jones is good. They'll win the division, but the Vikings are better. The Bears, if they get out of their own way and play Justin Fields already, after week one, will be better than they were last year. So I could see the Packers, well actually, I've already called it. I think the Packers will lose at Minnesota when they face them. I wouldn't be shocked if they lost one game at Soldier Field either. I think 10 is perfect. That's exactly where I see the Packers.
1: Okay. All right. So the final team now, Pittsburgh Steelers. House has been eight and a half games. Is the house right? The house
0: is wrong. I have the under on this, 100%. If it was eight, I wouldn't take it. Eight and a half, I can't see this team winning nine games at all. It's not an easy schedule. Um, Here's the thing. I went through this schedule so many times. Here's what I'd say. They have three what I would call go-either-way games. By the way, most of these are at the end of the year. They have a horrendously tough schedule at the end of the year. At Minnesota, home against the Titans, and home against the Seahawks. Those are the three go-either-way games. Now, I think they're going to lose at least two of them. But the way I went through their schedule, even if they win all of these go-either-way games, and they don't have a single upset for the year, which, listen, the Steelers play down the competition. It's gotten better since A.B. and Le'Veon Bell left, but they're usually good for one upset lost a year. I think I know where it's going to come already. I think it's going to come against the Bengals in Cincinnati because they're going to have to play them before the schedule gets really tough at the end of the year. Um, but they would have to win all these go other way games and not have a single upset for them to win 9 or 10 games. I don't see that happening. So I think 100% under. Here's the other thing. Big Ben, I'm hearing, oh my gosh, he's in great shape now. Good. Great for Big Ben. He's 40 years old. <laughs> okay? If you were out of shape the other 4 or 5 years playing a high-level athletic sport, that doesn't go away. All the damage you did to your body before that. I'm, I'm happy he's in great shape now, but... That doesn't mean that he's going to last all 17 games. I don't buy it. Even if he's not injured, I think he'll be worn down enough. He's not going to be nearly as effective. As I said, the the end of this schedule for them is brutal. It's Ravens. It's Browns. It's Chiefs. It's Titans all at the end of the season. No way Bag Ben holds up under
1: 8.5. Okay, I've said the Steelers could be... I think they could be horrible this season. Yeah. So... I'll agree with that last one.
0: Yeah, So that has been The House Is Right. And with that, Jesse. Me. uh, I'm going to turn it over to you for our weekly Tommy update real quick.
1: Okay. So, Tom Brady actually recently came out uh, and said that he, after the Bucs championship parade, contracted COVID. Oh, no. And he mentioned that this season could be, and I quote, a challenge this season so that is what Tom Brady has been up to he, da, da, da. Re- he reminded us that he may just well be a human being yes
0: maybe. <laughs> maybe though we all didn't even know he had COVID so maybe he's still not a human being maybe Uh-oh. he might be illegal the Cowboys are gonna find out on Thursday oh <laughs> I think they're gonna shellac Dallas by the way all right all right moving on and guys A little little special Darwin Award of the Week this week with this one. Football starting. We're all doing our fantasy football leagues. Most of us drafted already. We drafted two weeks ago. The Darwin Award of the Week this week. Jesse? Who? Drumroll. Oh, boy. Goes to Jesse Caulfield. Oh, wow. For forgetting that the fantasy draft was when it was falling asleep. Not only did he fall asleep, his... Auto-draft drafted only running backs. This man woke up in the middle of, what, like your 7th round pick? It was the 11th round. He, okay, so he wakes up in the 11th round, looks at his phone, can't figure out what his team is, and picks another running back. <laughs> that running back turned out to be James Robinson, a pretty good pick right now. I'm, it, I'm sure he is, but the the one thing you didn't need, you woke up and picked that right away. So we've all yeah. had terrible auto-drafts, but uh, I mean, you we're know. sports people. We take this very seriously. So Darwin Award of the Week definitely goes to you for that one. Yeah. Not not just for the falling asleep. The caveat to me is the fact that you woke up and then picked <laughs> the one thing that the computer had been drafting for
1: you the entire time. Yep. Yo, yo, first pick, Dalvin Cook. Pretty good pick. Yeah. Pick right after was you, in fact, Dominic. Yes, it was. Who'd you pick with that pick? Derrick Henry. Oh, that's who I would have picked if <laughs> I was picking before you and I was awake for it. <laughs> Second pick, it was uh, Aaron Jones. Pretty good pick. Uh, who got picked right after? Uh, it wasn't you. I think it was Raffae. Uh Tyree Kill. Tyree Kill. That's who I would have picked. So,
0: yeah. I have confidence that you will figure it out and make the playoffs, at least in our league.
1: Oh, I've made some moves. I know you have. I've made some
0: moves. But Darwin on the Ward of the Week definitely goes to you, still. And, like... I would have let it pass, but the fact that you told me the story of waking up and not being able to figure out on your phone what you needed to do, and then you yeah. just said, yeah. I'm going to pick a running back,
1: is no. is just the icing on top of this. Yeah, so the draft was at 8. I woke up at 8.30. No, I woke up at 8.25. I heard my phone vibrating, and I roll over like, what? At 8.30, realize it's vibrating because, hey, my pick is coming up. And I'm like, oh, my God. I get on there. Time is counting down. It is my pick. Couldn't figure it out. James Robinson. Good player. Pick him. Then I immediately figure it out. Hey.
0: I've taken like seven running backs.
1: (laughs) No, yeah, I think he's my seventh running back.
0: Um. So that was the Darwin Award of the Week. You did it, Jesse. Congratulations.
1: No, auto-drafted.
0: Auto-draft. The hell with auto-draft. All right. That has been Slow Your Roll for the week, guys. Have a good week. Enjoy the NFL kicking off. I hope the Sox get it together. We are going to the game tonight. Yeah. Praying that they can beat the Rays for once. Have a good rest of your week, everybody.
1: Bye.